Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, everyone, to a very special By the By. This is Mrs. Adam. And I am here with Mr. Adam. And we have two very special guests with us this evening. We have guests. We do have guests. You know, so spoiler alert, we this is our second recording of this because we had some technical difficulties. And what we decided was since the first time went so well, um, <laughs> that we're gonna actually add a third a, a, a second guest. Yes. So we now have four people talking. Right. So we have, um, well, first of all, we're, we're podcasting. We're recording this from a very special location. We are um, on holiday in Ireland, and we are in a castle. We're in a fucking castle, people. I'm looking out a castle window. Yes. It, it's been a really, really great holiday, and we've been at the castle now for what, four or five days. I yeah. don't know. Long enough to feel like queens and kings and whatnot. Um, but our guests are fellow Australians. We have the lady. The lady. <laughs> And the ginger tramp, her partner. Good evening. <laughs> That's a lovely radio voice. I know. Talk, talk to me more. What do you want me to talk to you about? <laughs> well, actually, that, that's a good question. Our, our general topic for the evening after we go through some of our Ireland escapades is going to be jealousy. But we'll get back to that. Let's talk about Ireland escapades, yeah. though, first. So, we've had none. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and make a disclaimer here. You're gonna hear lots of crunching and food because we're all eating in a room in a castle in Ireland. Um, <laughs> we're being fed by servants. I mean, it's just a wonderful experience here in the castle. It's very medieval. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We yeah. do have our own personal servants. But this is also the second podcast that we've done tonight. So we've already gone through a bottle of wine and a lot of. Uh, we, like a couple of bottles of scotch. I don't know uh-huh. what the lady has been drinking, but <laughs> a lot of so we're there's going to be crunching. There's going to be snacking. We apologize. We apologize. But anyway, let's talk about what we've done. Mrs. Yes. Adam and I leave these newbies <laughs> to the side for a bit. So we have had castle sex a lot. It's like rooking oh. in chess, right? Yeah, <laughs> castling. I don't know. <laughs> there's there's been a lot of face palms. I've gone forward twice and to the right once. <laughs> Hardcore porn. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, no. So we um, we had good Irish sex. I feel like it's been good Irish well, sex. I I, admittedly, I don't know what Irish sex is. It involves lots of potatoes. Ireland, lots of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I gave Mister Potato Sorry. Head. <laughs> This is going downhill very quickly. <laughs> this is oh, down tart? Yeah. Oh, I know. Well done. It's infectious. Yeah. Oh my god. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, we've had lots of sex in the castle, on the castle grounds. Yeah, we wandered around and found the Guinness Tower thing and went up to the top of that and we're like, oh man, we should totally, we should totally get naked up here. 
But then we thought we'd have some respect for the tower, so we went down and continued our walk and then just had sex in the woods. We did. We had we had wood sex. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Um, <laughs> it was, for me, special on multiple things. Uh, one, because, because, because you, were there. <laughs> you were actually there. <laughs> um, but two, because that's the coldest temperature at which I've ever had sex. At mm-hmm. 42 degrees, which is approximately 4 or 6 degrees Celsius. Something like that, yeah. It was cold. It was cold. It was very cold. You were wearing your jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had my jacket and my scarf on. We did take our binoculars off. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't need to see that that close up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, jacket and scarf, really, it's Irish winter lingerie. I mean, <laughs> it's what you need. I mean... It, between the sleet and the rain, and then the sun makes an appearance and the sleet comes back. I mean, if you don't have that, I mean... It's true. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is already spiraling, spiraling wow. out of shall, control. Shall we move on? Absolutely. That was... I mean, that's really the only exciting thing that you and I have done. Um, I've been continually in, in contact with the Manticore, the new Manticore. Ooh. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah. So, he's... Um, the fact that he's still communicating while on holiday is, is a good thing. He's on holiday. People. We're on holiday. Yeah. We've still communicated. Because a lot of people drop off. And, yeah. Uh, There's and the fact that we haven't actually gone on a date yet and he's still communicating, that's a good sign. I know, right? Well, he and I have, but you haven't been included. No, I haven't been. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so that's exciting. Um, we'll talk more about that hopefully in two weeks. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. <laughs> um, yeah, so... <clears throat> We've got these very special people uh, here to talk about a very special. Should we talk about Tinder and Grinder and OkCupid while we've been here, or do you want to just bypass? That? Oh, actually, that's a good point because we, uh, yeah, no, we should. Um, so uh, Ginger Tramp over here is uh, he is very active on the Tinder, um, and I'm on <laughs> very active. What are you? Seventy? <laughs> you know what? You're not my real dad. <laughs> We're losing viewers, listeners. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Yes, I am 70. Where are we going with this? So, yeah, so, you know, I've been looking on Grindr, um, and, and the closest that I've come is there's been some very scary. I can show you my Grindr stuff, and it's... Is it Sydney Creeper scary? It is Sydney Creeper scary. Yeah, some of them are. How have you... Uh, well, I'd, I'd say Tinder, similarly, there's been a bit of... Uh, there hasn't been real scale. It's either been really, really good, or just, my God, how much uh, makeup is on your face. I mean, seriously, and is that your real age? Um, but the really interesting thing, and it's been a wonderful thing for, for yourself in, in regards to self-validation, is when you do like someone it's almost an instant match i found that as well it's it, it, great I, I don't I, I don't know whether it's the fresh meat effect whether it's um um <laughs> or, or whether it's just genuinely oh this is someone who isn't got a picture with a tractor um or a, or, or a or dead fish or or in some kind of just you know fishing sporting guys i think which is common anyway on tinder but um i i can't say when i've swipe to like i haven't got an instant match from that so it's been quite good for sort of the ego while being here um even though everyone's been a long way away i have had a number of requests to go and catch up for a pint which seems to be a very irish thing anyway i love it that's great i I will agree with you completely every time i've swiped right i've had an instant match and which is for me very rare i'm 
I will say, I always get the swipe. I always get the matches with guys, but I never get matches with women ever. And so I've got it set to where it shows me both. Every woman I've swiped right on, I've got an instant match. I'm like, well, it's wow, yeah, but it's also sort of scary because it makes me wonder: are, are these the women that are just like, please love me, swipe, well, swipe, swipe? I, I do want to go back to one thing you said <laughs> about the women. You were talking about how much makeup they have on. Oh my goodness! Because, and I've noticed that in in I because I was looking on her on the ladies app. Um, Lady Grinder, by the way. Yeah, Lady Grinder. I was looking on her, and and there's there's been um, the women who are available have been. You know, either on the more butch, maybe tractor side of things, or they have a lot of makeup on. And I have noticed that, that the women tend to wear a lot more makeup here than they do in Australia. And I, I'm assuming that's a cultural thing, because it's also, I would say, uh, the U.S. is about a halfway point for that. Yeah. Um, but Australians typically don't wear a lot of makeup. And, and it's... it you. Now that I'm used to that, mm-hmm. seeing the girls here, it's like, oh, you just don't need all that. Australians are really naturally beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Or, or we're just really lazy. <laughs> I think possibly a little from both columns. A little from column A, a yeah, little from maybe. column B. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, I will say, you know, all these people that have liked me on, on Tinder have not messaged me. But, Aww. I mean, it is the proper, I think, the proper rule is that you, if you match... Aww then you're supposed to be the one that says hello. The second one. Yeah, one. yeah. Yeah. I think that's just normal. Or it could just be because you're the guy as well, particularly for Tinder and girl responses, maybe. You think so? Is that um, the women expect? Some of the gentlemen that have been messaging with me, yes. Huh. All they right. Expect, they expect to be the one that messages first. Whatever. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. subscribe to that either. You know what? If there's chivalry on Tinder, really, the man has to make the first move. <laughs> this is a very good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we've completely—it's like we're going out of here. It's okay. Mrs. Adam, in the odd case here, is actually getting more dressed rather than less dressed, which is usually. I was getting cold, so I was putting on my nice, comfy, queenly robe. That they provide for us. <coughs> Her lady robe. My lady robe. <laughs> Ooh, which there's now pictures of on Tinder. Oh, I'm sorry, really? not Tinder. Twitter. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know, people. I've, we've lost all control of this podcast. I don't yes. even know what day it is, so we're doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we haven't missed our flight home. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyhow, moving on. Moving on. Um, the reason we uh, invited uh, the lady and Ginger Tramp... Um, Every time you, I say that, I think of the band Supertramp. Me <laughs> <laughs> um, Also can be a Supertramp. Yes. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll start with, or this is going to be hard because um, I'm going to have to pretend that we haven't already gone through all of this. And I'm going to have to try to ask it fresh again because <clears throat> this is take two of this podcast. But so you guys have been together for how long? 14 years? Yeah, 14 years. 14 years. Um, married for? Uh, 10 and a half. Yes. All right. And in an open relationship for? Six months or so? Six to nine months now. So you're like? Uh, I don't think it's nine. I think it's more like six. Really. We started talking about it at n- about nine months ago and then yeah. started doing six. So how did that come about as far as... What was the onus for starting to talk about it and and to consider it, 
And then how did that evolve to actually taking action? What, what happened there? So the ginger tramp brought it up about two-ish years ago. And I was just like, no, no way, I don't share. And I really don't think at that point in time I was in a, the right mental state to, to actually be even considering a, a secondary or a tertiary um, relationship because we had a lot of things going on. We were traveling all the time. And, just, and whilst it probably would have been nice to be able to go out and, and spend a night with somebody just to quell the loneliness, I don't think either of us were really at the point where we could do something about it um and then recently we started talking about it again and it seems like we were almost at the point where we could start actually considering it i, I think the real catalyst was you went to a uh, a conference and you had someone who expressed a, a fair amount of interest in yeah and and you were quite excited about it and you've, you've told me about this hmm. over the phone we were talking one night and you, I could hear that you were genuinely excited about someone expressing this real, you know, sexual desire for you and, and trying to get you to come and, I think, sit in their spa yeah. in their hotel room. And um, the interesting thing was my immediate reaction was not, how dare he, I'm going to jump on a flight and give him beat him up or something like that. It was just, wow, that's really cool. Go and, you know, go and hang out in his hotel room and see where it leads. If that, this is, on, honestly, it sounds like it's really making you happy. Yeah, I think I was just a little bit too um, stuck with the idea f at first and quite surprised that someone was actually interested in me because up until that point I really didn't notice people noticing me and even if they did I was not in a position to even realise I don't think. That's so. interesting so like Ginger Tramp do you feel I'm gonna ask, I have two questions one is a hard question and one is an easy question which do you want first? Oh, God, no. I, um, we'll go with the hard one because they're always interesting from you. So the hard... <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the hard question is, do you feel that you did a... Uh, having been together with her for so long, that you did... A, 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 you, you were poor at expressing your interest in her? Or that... Do you think that it was just one of those things? Because, like... T and I look at people who typically cheat, uh, you know it's often because someone's getting attention that they're not getting at home. But she's describing this positive thing that she's been getting attention, but she's sharing it with you. So that, to me, tells me that you guys have a very good basis for a relationship. But do you think that you, at the time, were you just not like, or was it just you weren't seeing each other? Or were you not expressing like, hey, you're a foxy lady kind of thing? When... Are you talking more so about when the um, this other person... Yes, when this catalyst yeah, occurred. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, we, we had... Um, I mean, a little bit of backstory is that we had been spending probably four, eight of the ten years we were married. We were both travelling heavily for work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, uh, when we bought a, a, a ring to celebrate a, a, <laughs> for the ten-year wedding anniversary... I remember the young girl at the um, the jewellers has gone, oh, what's it, what, 10 years, such a long time to be married, what's it like? And we said, we don't know, we've probably only seen each other for five of those 10 years, mm -hmm. which wasn't probably too far from the truth. Um, I don't think it was a case of we sort of um, uh, maybe didn't like each other or maybe weren't expressing mm -hmm. our desire for each other that well. It was just that from this litany of distance that we had been working through, we'd become very independent beings and maybe had become 
perhaps not lazy, but just complacent. Uh, complacent. Good work. You know, yeah. um, we knew that we could rely upon each other. We'd, we'd worked through a lot of things, and particularly over long distances. But it's hard to be intimate with someone when you're not quite often in the same city, the same state. Yeah. And and when you're seeing each other only on weekends to maybe do laundry and um, and housey things, housey things, yeah. and plan where you're going next. Um, you maybe not you don't develop that time for for the intimacy and the expression of intimacy mm-hmm. towards each other. Um, but saying that, I think we it, it helped us develop a real basis for trust. Yeah, um, absolutely. We we knew that we could survive independently, but we could also survive as a couple over a very extended distance. Because mm. I don't know about you, but when I get if if something exciting happening happens the first thing I want to do is tell you about it and I think that's where this came from it's just like hey super tramp no not super tramp ginger, <laughs> ginger tramp, tramp. <laughs> hey, ginger he's tramp. he's a super guy yeah. as well yeah hey ginger tramp this happened this has not happened before what not necessarily what do I do but what do you think is yeah. this legitimate or is it just someone like playing with me because that's yeah. a big thing because I, I am completely oblivious in these sorts of matters, really. Yeah, it's and true. I, I needed clarification yeah. more than so anything you, else. You, so you really weren't sure if if the other person was genuinely interested or if it was going to be a case of they're just kind of toying with you and then nothing was ever going to happen beyond it, that. Exactly. And I was also excited that someone had paid attention outside of our relationship because yeah. that never happened before. And everybody wants to feel wanted. Uh, no, yeah, absolutely. Everybody, yeah. yeah, everybody wants to feel special. Um, yeah. I think that's something that I think many couples in general can, can really learn from that is that, you know, it's nice to feel, it's nice to feel wanted. It's nice to feel valued. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that happens, uh, I think, again, go back to cheating, that you, people get it from outside and they're like, oh, this person likes me. And, and they assume that their partner either doesn't like them or isn't interested in them when in fact it's just a poor communication. But I will say, you know, it's something watching you two over the last few weeks, you guys have, it, it's clear that you have a very strong um, relationship and a strong tie, which goes back to what, you know, Mrs. Adam and I constantly say, which is, you know, it's for something like an open relationship to work, it, it's paramount that you start with a very solid base. It's not going to work if it's not, you know, a solid base. So, you guys decided to, going back to a few stories, <laughs> you guys decided to so open up your relationship, and you guys always play separately. You never play together. You have no, no interest in playing was together. Was there a consideration to play together? Um, or was it always separate? At first, for me, it was an interest, but then just seeing how we interact with friends and things like that, it's just like, oh, I really don't know how I feel about this. And more specifically... How would I react in person to the ginger tramp touching, feeling, and being intimate with someone else, mm-hmm. either in my direct eye line or in the next room? And I don't know, I'm speaking purely for myself here, I'm just not sure how I'd actually react to that. How do you feel? In a similar sort of vein, I mean, it, it, it was... Um it, it's, it, I, I do actually think that it's pretty accurate what you're saying there from my point of view too, that would I be comfortable watching you with someone else or not? I mean, um, I really enjoy the excitement that I see in you when you, you have someone who's paying uh, interest and attention and, 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 and you're seeing this sort of fulfilment of 
who you are. Yeah. But you know, do I want to be there for the, you know, for the the real gritty details and to to, to watch what's going on and 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 maybe sit on the sidelines? I mean, that's something that some people really do enjoy. But is it something that I necessarily want to do right now? You know, no. Um, is it something that may change in the future? Who knows? I mean, if yeah. you were to speak to us probably three years ago, oh I mean, <laughs> you know, would we would we be sitting here in a hotel room <laughs> in Ireland in a castle being fed breadsticks by, by servants um, <laughs> talking about open relationships? I mean, no. Um, it, it's, yeah, it, it's, but I mean, as, as where we are now, it, yeah. you know, it works. I mean, and, and if it's, if it's, um, who knows where this journey ultimately leads and I know that could be a bit of a twee thing to say but um, it, it for us at the moment it works for us no I think that's healthy though too to not have a set path you don't have a this is definite this is how it's supposed to be um, I think that's the one thing that all of us uh, all of the, us wise people in life in general have come across and I'm not calling myself wise. Yeah. I was gonna say, who's, who's wise here? I know. Right. I don't know. I can consider you two to be somewhat of a Yoda couple. Oh, ooh, aww. Sploosh. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think of you that way. <laughs> I actually do Bitches. think it's good that you say that about it being a journey because yeah. that's something that a lot of people think that this is something that I'm going to do and that's the end. But it's not. It, it, Evolves as oh, we go along. It's constantly changing. It's it's not it's not the same now as you thought it was going to be at the beginning. Oh, a week from now, it's not going to be the same. It's it is a constant journey, and mm -hmm. and that's part of the fun is just seeing where it goes and how it changes and, and going along with it. Hold on and let it let the ride take you where it takes you. Yeah, it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. It is. So talk to us about like some of the early on some of the problems that you both felt. Like, was, you know, and I know from previous conversations that communication has really evolved for the you both. And I'm assuming that that was initially a bit of a pitfall. Is that, how did, how did you both come to that and then overcome that, that pitfall? Do you want to take the lead on this, Ginger? Um, okay. <laughs> um, we always had a fairly good level of communication we, and we developed the uh, an ability to communicate over long distances and, and without being face to face and work through some things um, so we were and, and I really do feel we were quite competent as communicators with each other mm. but when we decided to open up our relationship I'm, I, I sort of liken it um, from being a really good um, and, and I'm not sure about whether your your listeners really are, but it's 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 like being a really good B grade cricket player or a, a farm <laughs> league baseball player, and then all all of a sudden getting picked up by another team, and and you really have to step up another level of game. You've got all the fundamentals there, but you've got to be more on the ball. You have to be far more effective with what you do, and you have to work even harder at it than you did before. It's not good enough just to. Um, to skate through, to, to skate through and, and, yeah. and accept sort of simple answers at times, for particularly some of the bigger questions. Because when you go from being in a, um, a, a safe, monogamous relationship to something that's open, there's a lot more that needs to be discussed. And there's a lot more little um, pitfalls and possible minds to step on that you didn't have to deal with before. I, dude, that is just about the best analogy I've heard in a long time, the cricket 
I don't know what that means, but the <laughs> Bee Farm League team, thats I think that's a great analogy. You're spot on. Um, and I think that can apply to many things in this, both from communication with your primary partner to this new world of dating because you're suddenly you are sort of a freelance player and you're trying to be picked up by other teams um and that's that's a great analogy and and like you said you know as far as being picked up by other teams there's there's got to be improved communication or at least very good communication between you and your primary partner but there also has to be between you and your other partners yeah and like i would be curious to know how that has worked for you guys you know do you feel like you have as good a communication with your other partners as you should or prefer obviously it's not going to be as good as your primary partner but where is the communication level with the other partners um so i would say i'm still building my other partnerships so there are most of them are a very infantile stage where i'm just getting to know them and they're getting to know me but it's the kind of relationship where you don't have to pretend to like things. You don't have to pretend to do anything. Because if you do, then you're going to end up with a relationship you don't want. Mm. Um, mm. But having said that, I want to also build a foundation with them so they understand where I'm at, where they're at. I don't want it to be a, a one-way. And this might be, might be s- somewhat different for the ginger, but I don't think so. Um, we're building something that's more than just uh, going out and seeing people and not talking to them, building a relationship. Yeah, that makes sense. That no sense. Wow, I'm all country now. That makes sense. <laughs> <coughs> um, that also brings up an interesting point too, is that you are building a relationship with your partner. So you're, mm-hmm. are you both not one and done kind of people? Do you consider yourself, are you looking more at you know, A or multiple partners that you see repeatedly and you want to build a relationship Rather with. than one night stands. Yeah. For me, definitely. I don't yeah. have that level of trust with someone I've never met before. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and for me, on, on a personal level, I, I, I find it far more interesting when you have a, a, a deeper emotional or intellectual connection with someone. Yeah. You know, and, and even if it doesn't go to a... A, an ongoing, you know, intimate sexual level with someone, to have that degree of um, deeper communication, deeper understanding. I mean, there's there's nothing um, for me that really appeals in just having just these these cursory physical relationships. I mean, in some ways, I wish that was me because I, you know, It'd be easier, wouldn't it? <laughs> easier, just to be hi, how are you, and and yeah. you know, we'll meet at this hotel or in you know this park or whatever it might be, and move <laughs> on. But um, I, I've always found myself more attracted to the intellect and the person and the relationship, uh, the potential relationship, than it is for just immediate physicality yeah and uh, that goes back to something that D always say that's like sociosexual i like a sociosexual i'm attracted to a person who can think and potentially be a friend rather than someone who is just an object or a thing yes. um and that's yeah because ultimately if you put yourself in the position where you are treating them as a, an object or a thing you probably are being treated as an object yeah. or a thing yourself and, and you know some people are okay with that their, 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 their personality lets them be that but for me I I don't want to be treated as a, a, an object or a thing yeah I, I want to be seen as, as something I suppose you know you, you put yourself in that position it has to be a reciprocal arrangement yeah yeah I, I will say uh, there's times I like being treated like an object or a thing not all the time but mostly for any pr- yeah anyway um, <coughs> so 
So. <laughs> yeah, the, the look on the lady's face right then was just that was yeah. nice. Yeah, we may have lost both of our guests right there. <laughs> like uh, the 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 heart wants what the heart wants, and that speaks for a lot of other body parts sometimes. <laughs> so going back to that, um, because you do. Would you like to interject? Maybe? Oh, no, I just thought of something, that's all. No, shoot, go, go for it. I think the other thing that has to be in consideration, particularly for me, I don't know if it's the same for other ladies, is the safety aspect. Yeah. It's a really big consideration for me. In fact, um, and I hate to use the word, but we have a couple of rules about when I go on dates with new people. Mm-hmm. Um, to a lesser extent for the ginger, Um but things like after 30 minutes, I have to text to say I'm okay. Yeah. And when the date finishes, I, I again, I either call or text to say I'm on my way home. Right. And it's always in a public place. I, I buy my own drinks or if I am provided with a drink, it has to have a lid mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it can't be open. Just the, the usual safety precautions that I generally think for the most part, heterosexual males don't have to worry about. I think it's just good common sense for any single person. I agree with that. Anyone going yeah. on a date or meeting with someone that you don't know, it, it's just good common sense. Well, we have male friends that have been roofied and yeah. taken back. Yeah. I mean, you know, by other males, typically, but, you know, it's... it's a consideration. Yeah. I think Absolutely. everyone should have a level of caution Common sense. meeting with someone yeah. new. Okay. So you yeah. talked about your rules. How, how did your rules, when you guys started, uh, I'm assuming you had a set of rules and then how have they evolved since then so yeah rules are terrible but we had them right at the very beginning things like we didn't want people at our home um we wouldn't date on the weekends because the weekends for were for us uh what else ginger they well they're probably a couple of good ones to start with because i think they were the first ones that got thrown out the door (laughs) (laughs) and um i'm not going to say by who, but... Um, I'll own it. It was me. <laughs> Atta girl. It's always me. <laughs> but in my... I won't say defence because, really, I broke the rules. It was on me. But reality is that you can't always have somewhere safe, particularly um, somewhere safe once you've met someone, you've gained a level of trust there. Yeah. Uh, you can't always know that you can go to a hotel or something like that, particularly when you're seeing people in a similar situation where they're also in a polyamorous relationship or an open relationship. And they may have their own rules that are a little bit more stringent, like they might have children that stop them going, or you and them going to their home. Um, And weekends, that was me that broke that rule as well, because honestly, people are too busy during the week with work and kids and and life in general when you're first starting out um, to really give you that much time or it'll cut the date short. Yeah. Whereas on the weekends you have plenty of time. And and we joke about that. We've talked about that before. It's just like effectively and for her and I, because we typically we're dating full couples, Mm -hmm. you know, so because we always play together or most commonly, you know, but this means that you have four people that you're trying to, Get, oh gosh, that's even uh, Yeah, so you know, to try to uh, uh, accommodate four people's lives, when especially when if there's children involved, mm-hmm. and all four people have stuff that's going on and whatnot, and you're trying. I mean, our calendar right now is filled up through April, probably. To use an Australian term, it's chockers. Chockers. <laughs> Very good. I'm so proud of you guys right now. <laughs> 
you'll be, you, you guys will be prime minister soon. <laughs> With, with with how quickly you're adopting the act. sense. I look forward to being a lady prime minister. <laughs> I would vote for you multiple times. <laughs> I'm going to take a side back real quick and just, I, I don't know that I made this clear at the beginning of the cast, in that um, the lady and I have an odd sibling relationship. Um, she, I, I look at her as a, we are the four of us, currently are pants on friends everybody knows our our rules for pants on pants off friends we're pants on friends the lady and i, I look at her as a sibling and yeah, no she's currently sitting there. in a robe here and i'm like Ugh. hey i have i have clothes on underneath yeah just thanks thanks for proving it <laughs> <You're welcome>. um, <laughs> and even though we are all pants on friends we're all still very massively inappropriate and, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm like-minded what, what's the i'm attracted to people who are are pervacious like me or something i don't know um so i'd like to go back to the whole jealousy thing yeah because you do both have other partners that you currently play with um have you met each other's partners if so how was that if not why not okay i can go would do you want to go first no 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 you go first um so i met the ginger and his partner Mm. The first meeting with his um, girlfriend was with her significant other, and it was horrible. It was absolutely awful, and... Ooh, do tell. Oh, gosh. I was... Because the ginger was very nervous, and I was very nervous, and we didn't have enough time to go for a pre-dinner drink Mm. and, like, a debrief to sort of calm each other down before we went in, um, I went in, and I was incredibly anxious. It was awful, and... Because we're both nervous, we're both doing our our usual anxiety-related things. So we got home and there was a massive fight about nothing in particular other than we were both horribly anxious and screaming, yelling, crying. And that was just me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And a whole lot of drama happened. Then the second meeting I had with um, the ginger and his girlfriend was a hell of a lot better because I knew what to expect. I had calmed myself beforehand and it was in a, I would say a lot more friend, not friendly environment, but a lot more relaxed environment where I didn't feel as on the spot. Mm. And there was a little bit of a hand holding thing and things like that, which for me was the first time I'd seen him be somewhat affectionate to anyone outside of myself. So at first there was a little twinge and um, by the end of the night I was going, come on, and sort of pushing them together and going, go and have a cuddle, have a kiss. It's okay. So that was okay. How did you feel about that? Were you okay seeing them cuddling and kissing? Or was it still a little awkward, but you're trying to work yourself into it? I'm trying to work myself into it. I still am. Um, But watching them sort of skirt around everything was far worse. I just wanted them to get it over with so then I could start getting used to it. Rip the bandaid off. Exactly, exactly. Sorry. Yeah, but I mean, for this, by the same token, there, there was a degree of um, anxiety and I suppose nervousness for me in that yeah. second situation. In that, um, what, uh, how, how much affection should I show? I mean, there's, there's there's a person who I have a very long and committed relationship and a lot of history in the room with, in the lady, and then there's this person who I'm. I'm dating, and I've, I've you know started to spend 
you know time with and 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 have an interest in in the room as well and 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 where do you um, devote your time and your affections and what's what's right and what's appropriate it, it's 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 a very first time around it's a very awkward it, it's a very awkward road to hope yeah um, and what do you do and, and um, for me I found myself probably second-guessing and overthinking what everyone else was you know being concerned with rather than thinking maybe about what should I just do mm-hmm. and and maybe leading with an open heart rather than um, leading with my mind thinking about everyone else's concerns um, and, and, and worries because ultimately it, me- it meant that I probably didn't have as good a time as I may have had otherwise classic overthinking I, and we, you know I know what you mean I know exactly what you're talking about and it's it's tough you know to 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 it's a it's a it's a scary road to pat to walk because on one hand like you said you've got the person that you've got this long-term relationship with and you don't want to tread on her because she's she's your primary partner but then on the other hand you've got this person who you'd sort of like to keep around at least for a little while so it's a yeah Mm. what the ginger didn't mention is after that date he was the one that was more in the i don't feel safe i raw yeah so it was almost a complete table turn so in this kind of situation do you guys fight well um we we're fighting a little bit better huh. but it's still d- define fight well mr atom <laughs> <laughs> um well let's be realistic the best part of fighting is the making up um but like when you fight you 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 say things like I find that when when Mrs. Adam and I fight, that the the way we fight well is that I say you did this and this is how it made me feel. You know, I, I can say very clearly, this is what happened. This is how it made me feel, and and then she says something to the effect of, I accept. You know, and it's not as silly as this, but it's like I understand that I made you feel this way. And she, yeah. And admittedly, for for me, that's a lot more important because I am very stubborn and hard-headed, and I may not always understand how he feels. That whatever we're fighting about, whatever I did or said or he did said, whatever happened between us, I may know on some level how it makes him feel, but I don't want to accept it because I'm stubborn as hell, and I really only want to see my side. But then when you know he puts it in front of me, that I have no choice but to acknowledge it, you know, and, and then we can move on from there. Um, but it's just you know shoving it in my face and, and making me see it, and the same for him, you yeah, know, because he doesn't always see things I can be obtuse as well yeah and so sometimes it's just you know shoving it in the other person's face but in a not in an ugly way but but just being like hey do you understand that this is how I see it and this is why and I think getting the why behind there for me because I'm a very logical person understanding the why is very very helpful for me and so we've we've learned you know we weren't like that at the beginning no, but not at all. we learned when we do have arguments or disagreements to be like, look, this is what I want to do, and not just leave it at that, not just period, that's it. But being like, this is what I want to do, and this is why. Mm-hmm. And be like, okay, I can accept that. But I disagree because of this, that, or the other, and then we can start working through. You know, there. and it's also one of those things that I think people who fight well, they f- fight with intensity. You're, you flare up, and it's like 15 minutes of you fight, you fight, but then it's over. 
and you don't hold on to it. You don't carry it on. You don't hold a grudge. You can be furious with your partner or partners, Mm -hmm. but you have to, you can't hold on to it. And I know I've had, I still have some issues with that. Um, I, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm a grudge holder, but if you do something, sometimes I'm more concerned about not hurting your feelings over something that you've done than I am about getting it off my chest. And so I'll sit on it and just, and I hate that about myself. And I know I've done that to some of our other partners out there. Um, and I, I, I'm trying to get past that. I'm trying to fix that. As strange as it, as it may be to say, I think we've become better at fighting because we um, maybe engage even more completely in the fight, where previously yeah. it would be a, a, a sort of a limited scale, maybe a police action kind of thing, where Absolutely. where now it it is almost total war. But it's because you are willing to just get everything off your chest, yeah. mm-hmm. realising that there could be something silly there that you just need to express and you just need to throw that out with you know, what you're launching from the catapults and what's coming out of the missile silos and every other damn thing that you're throwing out there in the midst of the argument, that maybe it's just that rock that you're throwing over the fence as well, which is really the core of what it is. Yeah, and all of a sudden else. you say that and, and, and I realise, and the lady might realise that, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's all of this other big explosive stuff we've thrown out, but then there's this little rock you've thrown over and it might be the, the, the root of what all of this is and, and let's talk about that a bit more. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's a different form of communication, but it's one that I think we always thought we communicated well, particularly when we fought, but we both held back. Oh, God, yes. Um, but it's, it's, it's dangerous ground to tread because you have to have a lot of trust that you can sometimes throw out the sometimes really hurtful things and really um, so you sort of have to expose yourself a little bit in the, in the fight to really get to a resolution. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you, have to, you have to sort of drop the shield a little bit to swing the sword better, but in dropping the shield, you expose you yourself a little bit more. Yeah. And that can be scary to drop that shield because then you, like you said, you are exposing yourself more. And nobody wants to be exposed. Nobody wants to open themselves up to be hurt. So let's talk more about the, the, the monster that's jealousy and this creature that can grow and, and you hold on to sometimes. Because I know from, again, talking with the lady that, that jealousy is an issue that she did, has dealt with, that she deals with. Um, tell me more about that. How... You know, we've talked about what made you jealous seeing uh, Ginger Tramp with his his secondary partner. Mm-hmm. How how has that affected you? How have you dealt with it? Um, so everything for me is has been a learning experience. And at, at the beginning, um, my whole step into this open relationship, let's say it has. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Being the most smooth transition. So the first grain of jealousy for me was seeing the Ginger Tramp have actually quite quite a nice introduction where there wasn't too much um, adversity or bad experience. Uh, for a lot of the time, I was getting a ridiculous amount of contact from people that just were not <laughs> not my type, definitely not my stipulated age group, and generally were just a little bit icky um, for the most part. That, that can only be described as that. So I went a lot of, on a lot of first dates and still do because at this point, Everyone I have met, I'm particularly okay, Cupid, and this goes the same for Tinder, which I lasted two days on, um, was either lying about their age, what they looked like, what they were interested in, or thought that an open relationship meant that I would screw anything that had a penis or a vagina. Yep. So um, I was seeing this lovely relationship develop with um, these guys and was actually quite jealous of that to start with. Can I get you to talk a little bit more specifically? I mean, this this came up in an argument at some point Mm -hmm. um, where you said the thing that was really upsetting you is Mm -hmm. that I would come back from a a, a date or an outing and say that we'd, you know, that this this person I'm I'm dating, we'd spoken for hours at length and and we'd done nothing but speak Mm -hmm. for that whole time. And because uh, you'd ask, what did we speak about? And it was like, I don't remember because we just spoke about everything, everything. for hours. Yeah. And and that elicited quite a deep reaction from you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for me, time is a really big motivator. Oh, and it may be different for everybody else. Um, on this particular date or set of dates, um, the ginger was gone for quite quite a long period of time I think six to eight hours and because I was not in a relationship or seeing anyone specific or anyone at all at that stage I don't think um, I was quite jealous because I was at home I was by myself I didn't have anything to do and I, I was wondering oh what are they doing and then to find out they just spoke for hours and hours I was just like oh we haven't done that in a really mm. quite a long time what is it that I'm doing wrong? Which was the first problem. Um, Because I've done a lot of reading for the last six months, really, on what jealousy is and what it can be a a precursor for, and basically it's insecurity. So looking back then, I can see what was going on. But at the time, I was like, oh, my God. And and it's the strange thing about jealousy and... and um, the lady and I have had this conversation and, and we've all had this conversation I think at various points during this trip is that jealousy manifests itself uh, from the strangest weirdest most seemingly innocuous things mm. yeah. I mean when this came up it was we're talking and that's a problem I, I, you know <laughs> this person I'm dating we're having a lot of conversations and, and I, mean, I mean we'll probably get to this a little bit later on about me not expressing my jealousy, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I, I've 
I, I remember turning around and saying, well, hang on, we've been together for 14 years. Um, it's not that we've got nothing left to talk about, but this is uh, someone new. I mean, there's there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of experience to, to share and impart, and you know, you're getting to know someone and you're feeling them out, and and it's, um, you know, you find out within the first date that you actually like this person, you get on with them. So the next time you're talking about more things, and you're talking about more things, and and it, and it's hard to sort of break it down and say what you talked about, but yeah. it's this. Well, hang on, we were just talking. Why is that making you jealous? And but it is the thing about jealousy that it, it just does catch you unawares that it can be... I mean, the things that ended up making me jealous and, and um, were quite surprising as well. Like? Um, it's probably the level of... I mean, we probably haven't... The lady and I haven't spoken at... One of the things we don't do is we don't speak at length about what we do with our partners. Okay. And, and that's out of a degree of privacy for, for what those relationships are and there should be some things that are the, the, there should be some sanctity you know some yeah. privacy for, for that other partner but um, there has also been a little bit of oh tell me what happened and how was it and what did you get up to mm. and some of the things that the lady told me that she had done on her dates from um, a, a physical intimacy point of view I've gone well hang on we <laughs> haven't done that or we haven't done that for a long time or um, you know, that's something that we've never experienced. And, and for me, I, I found that a little bit, you know, it, 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 it sort of needled me in places that I really didn't expect. I actually completely agree with that. And no, I, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. We haven't experienced that. I don't, maybe not entirely. You may have experienced it with me and me being with boys. A, have you? A little bit, but admittedly, the, the pegging helps with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does. Really like the pegging. Um, but no, I mean, I, I get it, but it, we don't, you and I haven't experienced that as much because we are very open about sexual experiences and what we do. And if there's something we want to do or want to try, we, we do it. Yeah. And very often, if we're doing something with another partner, the other one's there. Yeah. Um, I would say in previous relationships, that's been there for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure you would agree with that. But I understand where you're coming from with that. You know, it's like, oh, we haven't done X, Y, Z in ages. In a long time. Yeah. yeah. Or, or ever. Yeah. In some yeah. Cases. And you go, uh, particularly when you come from what's essentially a walled off existence with yeah. each other. Yeah. From a, from a physical intimacy point of view, there hasn't been anyone else in that relationship for, for, for 14 years. Yeah. That all of a sudden you're hearing, well, hang on, you just did that with that person and we've never done that or we haven't done that since we were 25 or whatever it might have been mm. and it's sort of difficult to hear and you have to actually confront it and it's it's again it gets down to this thing of the things that make you jealous are really surprising I was really surprised with finding out how the lady had someone over and in the end I was okay with it in fact at one point I encouraged her to have um, this person stay over because he was transiting through mm -hmm. rather than him sort of traveling a, a ridiculous distance this this time mm -hmm. um, that was okay for me but there were other things that just hurt it's funny you brought that up because him staying the night I was less okay with that I remember that 
yeah, I was like, uh, I'm not really that comfortable with this, and I ended up staying in our room rather than with my friend. And I was curious about that because um, if any of you have listened to our previous podcast, Mr. Adam and I talked, I think on the last one. The last one, yeah. Uh, about people staying over. And that's something we don't really do. Blue mm-hmm. Steel's the only one that's really ever stayed over with us. Hello, Blue Steel. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know you're listening. We know you're you. listening. Um, Touch so yourself. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you need to have a moment? I need to have a moment with Blue Steel. Um, but, you know, that, that is interesting because for us, you know, we, while we are very much friends with the people we play with, we do play with them and that, that's it. They don't stay the night. So how, how frequently do people stay the night with you or do you stay the night with them, whatever? How does that work with the jealousy? Because to me, that seems like it would feed it more. That's, it I agree with that. It seems like it would be, it would be fuel for that fire. It does, but it doesn't at the same time because what we're building is not necessarily play partners, but partners, if that makes sense, which is why it is, it's so very important to deal with jealousy as soon as it comes up, or if not the next day. You can't let it sit there and eat at you for weeks and weeks because otherwise it's going to end in one hell of a fight that you really don't know what the cause is anymore because it's basically from that point that you're jealous, it just snowballs into this horrible feeling of, and I can say this personally, but feeling of sadness and regret and anger. And you can't really deal with all of it all at once without imploding or exploding. So uh, I, I, I was just thinking, you, you asked the question, Mr. Adam, before about um, uh, are we good at fighting? I think probably the, the more important thing or the more important skill that we have after all these years is that we know how to provoke a fight. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Clever. And, and where I think we've managed to start getting somewhere with jealousy and, and working through jealousy with each other is we know when we're not getting a straight answer. Hmm. We know when we're getting an answer from each other, which is just a... a brush um, off. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. Yes, that's good. No. And, and, and uh, the lady and I have... Uh, the lady has said to me in recent times... She finds it difficult to say no to me. Um, when I say, oh, well, I want to go and do this, she goes, that's fine. Um, I, I find more so now, and, and I'd say the lady would be the same, we're far less willing to accept that glib, brush-off answer that I'm fine, I'm okay. The passive answer. The passive answer. Mm. The, yeah. am, I, am I... Am I really believing what you're saying here? So you go, no, I, I don't think I'm believing what I'm saying. So I might actually provoke a fight here. And not because you want to have a fight, but you think but you if, if the only way I'm going to get a, a, a straight answer here is to engage in a bit of verbal combat, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what you've got to do. Um, and, and at least you can do it when you're in a good, solid relationship. You know that you can have a fight because you know how you can enter the argument and exit the argument With safely. Too much, not too much of a battle wound, if and any at all. It's. This was something I think that was being discussed in the previous <laughs> recording, yes. um, <laughs> was you don't go into open poly relationships with the hope that you're going to fix a relationship. It, right. it's, it's, as the lady said previously... It's like having a baby to fix a relationship. You're just going to end up 
fighting and upset and probably destroying each other in the process. With dirty nappies. Yeah, with shit everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And and open poly relationships bring their own dirty nappies and sleepless nights and disruptions to routine that um, if you're not already equipped to deal with it, you're not going to fix the relationship by going and introducing other partners and thinking, well, maybe the excitement of all these new relationships will reignite a spark. It's not going to do that. So I really like what you said there, but you also encouraged me to, you made me think, it's like, so do you think it's worth it? And if all this pain and, and, and argument and, and stress that a poly relationship brings, is it worth it? And if so, what makes it worth it? Why? Why do we long for this? And what is, if it is worth it, what's better now for you than it yeah. was before? Cool. And <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of questions there. <laughs> I see. I like to call him the Ginger Ninja, but that's not his name on this podcast. <laughs> that's great, Ginger. Um, he I is sort of a ninja. I see the Ginger come home, and he tells me about his date. Nothing too intimate. We we've drawn a line on intimacy, unless it's something new that really works for either of us, and we actually want to say, "Hey, this was fantastic." Um, I see him come home, and he's light and glows. I know that's a really stupid thing to say, but he's happy and and it shows. So, <laughs> um, so that's the one thing that I see he gets out of it. But um, also, I find myself encouraging him and almost in a mothering kind of way. Oh, have you done this with your girlfriend yet? Have Have you called her today? Have you sent her a message? Oh, we're in Ireland. Should you get her a, a, just a silly gift to make her smile? But is that I guess so I mean because I gotta be honest I'm gonna dissect what you just said there because that's what I do but you just said in a mothering way is that Mm. the kind of relationship that you want to have with your primary partner is sort of that uh, Uh, do you see what I'm saying there's I I, I get a good squicky there I don't know I don't know if it's good terminology really okay 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 nurture this relationship because I see how much he gets out of it I, I I find myself in I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think of a matriarchal patriarchal view as really yeah. a good way to put it. But you do it from a point of view where you know a lot about the person and you know the faults, yeah. or you know the things that they okay. may not do well, and you encourage them to. You, you yeah, push them. Yeah. You, you because you know that you can. You know that you can say to them, "Hey, come on, you need to get out there. You need to. You need to." You need to get back on OK Cupid. You need yeah. to talk to some people, or even as we have gone through recently, um, I think you need to back off from this person because this is this making is you sad. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we we had um, you know we had a very long conversation recently mm. about one of the ladies, um, uh, one of the ladies' partners who was just dragging her down. In many ways, and it was it was a, a, a conversation that came out of love, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, right, because neither one of you want to see the other one suffer or right. hurt. And I will say that that's that's interesting because that's something that, well, Mr. Adam and I don't have a lot of rules necessarily. One of the things that we do kind of adhere to is if one person or the other, um, you know, isn't comfortable with. A relationship or you know if if he's talking to someone or I'm talking to someone right and and one of us isn't comfortable for whatever reason mm-hmm. for one we talk about that and we we say hey you know I don't like 
this, that, or the other about it. You know, it seems as if they're looking for this or they're looking for that or this is happening, not comfortable with it, um, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's something they say, an attitude, usually it's an attitude that they have more than yeah. anything. And it's, and like you say, it's not healthy. And we, we try to express that to each other. And, and if there truly is a, I'm not okay with this, then that stops. We don't continue Power it. Power of veto. Yeah, we both have to be involved yeah. and we both have to be okay with it. Yeah. For, so it, for it to happen and to continue. Yeah, we've discussed veto, bef uh, veto power before and decided communally that it's probably not the best thing to say, you have to end this right now. Mm -hmm. But we do have something called pull your head in. It's a very Australian um, <laughs> I like saying. That. But it's a way for us to have, by using that phrase specifically, uh, we can talk about the situation and say, hey, I don't think this is healthy for you just tread carefully or you're not happy why are you not happy you should look at this a little bit more because telling someone no you can't see this person is that really fair oi back in your box yeah oi back in your box <laughs> yeah exactly I, I wouldn't necessarily say back in your box it, it is really a um i mean because that for me sounds more like a veto kind of yeah. okay you know um no you've gone too far that's it. So you're, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, are you really sure about what you're doing here? Yeah. I'm not going to stop you, mm -hmm. but if, you know, you, um, you know, if you're skipping along the edge of the pool here and you fall in, you're going to pull me um, with you. I'm yeah. just going to laugh at you. I, I'm <laughs> telling you, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. You maybe just should think about what you're doing here because you're about to fall in the pool. Yeah. Um, it's... Yeah, we found that veto, I mean, ultimately when we thought about it, because there, there was an experience early on where I probably had um, ample reason to exercise a veto power, and I you thought, did. well, would that be the right thing to do? If, if I was the person on the other end of the phone here, hearing that, no, you've got to stop this lady, I, I want you to end this right now, how would I, how would I feel about that? Because it's, it's a pretty it's a powerful thing to do yeah mm. you want to be absolutely sure that it's for a legitimate reason like a drug uh, like a heavy drug user i would say yeah no worries in that sort of situation or one that was unsafe i would say then a veto power would definitely be one that i i would accept i i, I would be or more use. concerned about the nature of yeah. our relationship though if you put yourself in a position where you wanted to go out with that person. I mean, yeah. and it, it gets into a fairly sort of a, a really deep sort of conversation about what the relationship and the person is. But if you've got your partner is all of a sudden wanting to hang out with someone who is abusive or violent or a drug addict or um, you know, right. just, just out and out crazy. weird, yeah. Um, you go, well, it's not so much the person that they're dating, but how do they feel who, about themselves? Who's, who's, as well? the, who's this person? Yeah. that I'm in a relationship with, how have they changed so much that they've gone from being this person I thought I understood for the right. last, in our case, 14 years, to being someone who accepts that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how we said it at the same time. Aww. <laughs> okay, so let's, in, a, in an effort to wrap this up just oh a gosh. wee bit, um, uh, final thoughts on, like, jealousy and dealing with jealousy and advice that, like, I'm not going to say tell us our, your worst, but like when you're 
for people who might feel like they're in that position where I, I don't know what to do. I feel jealous and I'm frustrated and I'm furious and I need. When you're in the midst of it. Yeah. Because yeah, it's an you... ugly creature. I always think of jealousy as the Hulk of the Avengers. You know, you've got this tight Except group. You. <laughs> you've got this tight group and you've got this one person that freaks out and you can't always control them separately. I want to hear both of y'all's opinions. I don't care who goes first. Um, well, keeping on the Hulk theme of everything, I like to give myself enough rope to Hulk out. Obviously not when the ginger is there. I need to know, one, if I'm actually feeling jealousy or if I have a legitimate reason to be sad, happy, um, well, obviously not happy, uh, pissed off or incredibly enraged at whatever I have perceived to have happened. Is it a real event or is it just something that I have taken and blown out of proportion. Um, how long do you give yourself? It depends on the situation uh, and how pissed off I get. Um, say it was I'm by myself on the weekend and I haven't organised anything and um, the ginger has gone, oh, actually I'm going out right now because I have organised this thing just now. Just like, oh, we could have done something together, but okay. So... Obviously, there's a little bit of um, legitimate reason to be jealous, but also at the same time, why am I jealous? Am I jealous because I don't have something else going on or am I jealous because it's taking time away from me? Or You've got to give yourself enough time to actually work out what's going on and how you're actually feeling and whether it's legitimate. Otherwise, you'll just explode. Mm. Um, then how I like to deal with it right now is either go, okay, I'm being jealous, I'm going to distract myself, I'll see if I can either chat to someone, go on a date myself, or just indulge in my guilty pleasure of watching uh, Emma on DVD and eating a shitload of ice cream. a girl. Um, <laughs> and deal with it that way. Mm. Um, but sometimes it's not always easy to see exactly what it is that is causing your jealousy. Um, sometimes you don't know what it is and you distract yourself so you don't think about it and then 24 hours will give you a bit of perspective that you didn't have right in that moment so it really does depend the ginger comments questions comments rude remarks <laughs> um i think it's important and and one of the things that came up for us a while ago is that i wasn't expressing that i was feeling jealous yes. because i was seeing jealousy that the lady was expressing and seeing that there were things that were making her upset and I thought well if I I, I I didn't feel comfortable in my mind burdening her with what was going on in my head mm. so I, was, I wasn't expressing it and, it and it led to this interesting sort of <laughs> nasty little cycle where then the lady thought that I didn't care because I wasn't expressing anything where, where she felt that I cared because I wasn't getting jealous Ultimately, the most important thing I find is is to first just consider what this jealousy is. Now, is is it something that is grounded in something that you understand and that you can rationalise? And it's hard to know. Sometimes you you can rationalise it very quickly and go, well, "Hang on, I'm I'm just feeling upset about that." Like the lady said, because I haven't organised anything. I should have said I want to do something this weekend. I didn't. I've missed the boat. You know. Um, uh, my partner has decided to go and do something with this person they want to go on a date with. Um, 
but sometimes you, you you just don't know what it is, and you can't you can't pin down what that is. And that's for me, that's become the real point where I say, I need to talk about something. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I feel upset. I don't know why I'm feeling this, but it's there. And I just I I need you to help me wrestle it to ground. And does that mean we have to you know? The lady has to provoke an argument with me. Do I have to provoke an argument to actually get to the core of it? Because sometimes you, when you don't talk about it in that real raw emotional state, you don't get to the bottom of it. Um, the other thing I think really has become a big thing for the both of us is just not accepting those glib answers, those throwaway answers. And to deal with the jealousy is to actually go well here's what I'm actually wanting to say I, yeah. I, here's, I want you to hear this or I don't believe what you're saying to me is true yeah. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep probing on this until I get an answer. That's so hard and so scary and I know I know what you mean it is but it's you know it's I know you, I, I would like to become more comfortable with that because I, I know that I get glib answers from Mrs. Adam at times and not necessarily about jealousy issues but just in general and I tend to say okay and I tend to back off and lay my guns down and, and take a few steps back because admittedly I'm a, t I'm a terrible fighter um, I don't I don't argue or fight well. I argue very well. I don't fight well um, when there's like valuable emotions involved. Um, and I'd love to get better at that. But, you know, I, like we said earlier, you know, I find that it's important to to try to, to compartmentalize and say, okay, well, this is how you made me feel and this is blah, 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 blah. But I'd love to get better at that. Perhaps the way to look at it and, and how I've come to look at it is that if you don't get the answer that you feel is the truth, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass later on. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, if you don't look at it from the point of view of you're doing this for your partner, you're doing it for yourself. Because I think in the early stages, I would say I got bit in the ass a few times. <laughs> yes, you did. And hard, because I accepted an answer. I thought, well, I've been told this is okay. I'm just going to run with it. Mm -hmm. And then three or four days later, things would get thrown back at me. And I'd be like, well, hang on. I, I knew that there was something not right last time, and I didn't run it to ground like I should have. So is that the lady's fault? Yeah, whose fault is that? Or is that my fault? Because I knew something wasn't right and I still proceeded anyway without asking the question. I don't think it's anybody's fault and to assign fault or blame is silly. But a lot of the times when you are dealing with jealousy as well, you yourself don't know what the cause is because it could be anything. Um, a lot of the time it can be, I don't feel good enough, uh, why are they spending time with this other person instead of me, what am I doing wrong? And it all comes down to how you feel about yourself at that particular point, that particular day, even that particular minute. Um, and those little insecurities can really get under your skin and, and develop something that you didn't even know was there. And sometimes when you're having these arguments or... Um, these things happening you can't even articulate how it is one you're feeling what the causes you just know that you don't feel right mm. and being in that situation you can't tell your partner any of them what the cause is because you don't know yourself and until you can do that i really don't think you should get into an argument about something you can't articulate i think that's important too because you know like mr adam said you know he's not always the best at pushing back if he doesn't feel like he's getting the truth, although mm -hmm. 
admittedly, we're both very straightforward yeah. people, so I don't think that happens often. But you also, it is helpful to realize when, you know, you may not be getting a straightforward answer, but it may be because you just, the other person truly doesn't know. Can't articulate it. Right, they can't articulate it. And so sometimes you have to be like, you know, and, and I know there's been a couple of times where I've just been like, I don't know. I, I, mm -hmm. I have no clue. I just know I'm having a breakdown at the moment. Just <laughs> leave me alone and I'll figure it out in time and then yeah. we can discuss or we can deal with it. But at this moment in time, I don't know. It's just, it just isn't right. Yeah. Le you know, and it's not necessarily even leave me alone because I don't always want to be left alone. I want you there, but just I can't articulate. Yeah. Yeah. I need to figure this out. I have no idea. Yeah, you can, also, you can always say, I don't know what's wrong when I know I'll tell you, but right now I just need you to hug me or just yeah. sit next to me, yeah. but don't pick at me. And, and, and sometimes, exactly, it's yeah. a perfectly valid answer is I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you because could be bawling your face off and you can you say, don't, I don't you Sometimes know. you don't know why because, and, and if that's the answer you get, yeah, in that relationship, and again, for us, for, for the time we've been together, you know what you should do. Yeah. You know, should you just hold back on what you're planning on doing or, or make other plans or, or, or change arrangements? You you know that, okay, that's an okay answer. Yeah. And I still, I, I still, you know, you're still important to me. I still love you, even though you can't tell me what it is that's wrong. And that's actually interesting what you just said about in that moment, you know, as the other person, because admittedly for us it's probably Mr. Adam who's more often than not the other person. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, that other person may have to change plans, bite their tongue, whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and like the lady said, you know, maybe you just need a hug in that moment. Maybe you need to be left alone. Maybe they just need to walk away. Mm -hmm. But, and it can be hard, I'm sure, I would expect anyway, for the other person to to know what to do you know it do you in that moment do you need a hug do you need to be left alone do you know does the partner need to change plans and be like okay I'm not gonna go out I'm just gonna sit here with you even if we don't do anything yeah. you just need my presence yeah. and and that can be hard for the other person and I, I admittedly mr. Adam is in that position probably more than I am but I, I tend to go out without you more often yeah yeah that's true I know when I get into those those dark spirals, if I'm by myself, it's bad. I end up mm -hmm. in a dark maelstrom that I just spin down upon myself, and it's it's a horrific, <laughs> a horrific. Also, you guys, um, if you're out there and you're having these feelings, it it's really important to tell your partner what you need because they're not mind readers. That's if you need them so to That's leave true. you alone, yeah. tell them, but don't say leave me alone and then expect them to stay. If if you want them to leave you alone, say, I need you to just leave me alone for a few minutes or half an hour. Give it a give it an actual times series so they know whether they can go out or not because you changing your mind five minutes later mm -hmm. isn't going to help anybody. Yeah. And um, if you say, leave me alone, don't hold it over their head a week later and if say, they left. you <laughs> left me alone. Exactly. <laughs> and you can change yeah. your mind within that small period of time and say, hey, can you come back? But not after they've already left the house. Yeah. That's not fair yeah. on them. Yeah. And it's not fair on you either. And, and it, it's also not fair on, on, the, on the, other, uh, who, the person they're going out yeah. to see either. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Because it does portray the relationship that you have to that as other secondary. party as being, well, hang on, do I really want to get involved with this person given that their you know, their primary partner, their long-term partner, 
is mm, God knows what. A little crazy. A little bit needy, a <laughs> little bit crazy. Um, Just in that moment. They're allowed to be crazy in that moment, but <laughs> overall. I mean, but ultimately, I think the thing with jealousy is it, it does come with a degree of shame, and sometimes people feel that they should be above jealousy or bigger than jealousy or they're more evolved, and particularly you get into a position where you go, I want to be in a... A, a polyamorous relationship or an open relationship that you feel that you're a, a more evolved intelligent <laughs> being that, you know that you you, you, you Honestly, <laughs> it's just shit <laughs> but it's yeah it's exactly that and you yeah. think well I, I shouldn't feel jealous and, uh, I, I'm beyond oh, this yes. and really it's it's still there you still have to deal with it it's o it's okay everybody feels it it's yeah. okay to feel jealous What's not okay is not to deal with it and not to talk to your partner and not yeah. to talk to the people that you love about it and to do nothing about it, internalize it, and let it then explode in ways that you don't, you can't predict. Yeah. Because once I, it's popped, you, there's no shoving it back in. I feel like we, uh, we, we need to write a book called Everybody Feels Jealous, Not Everybody Poops. <laughs> I mean, it works for kids. We should read this to children. Um, so we actually have been rambling on and on and on. And, and I, f I love this, and I feel like we need to do this again sometime. So we we, we need to have a, a wrap-up of, of what we've gone on. We've, we're pushing an hour and 16 at this point. Oh um, I know, right? We've been, But I feel like it's been good stuff. It's none of it has been vapid, um, except for what I said. Um, we're going to do real quick our wrap-up question. And um, the lady has brought us a wonderful question. Um, we're going to let our, our guest... Um, um, looks like uh, Super Tramp is heading to the loo. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I just podcasted that. Oh, good grief. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, <my> <laughs> <goodness>. <laughs> oh, we were on a break. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Lady, what is your question? So I've been interested in going to a swingers club, sex club, whatever you want to call them either, just to have a look or as a unicorn. or You're not a unicorn. <laughs> whatever you call whatever a female who is going to a club looking for a couple of course etc yeah. um to a club like that um but on every one of the website they say this is where the sexy people are this is where the beautiful people are and then the picture that accompanies that is quite unattainable unless you don't eat or have plastic surgery or are just naturally the most beautiful people on the earth I'm not one of those people. So my question is, what do people really look like at those clubs? All right. So this pains me to say this. <sighs> You're an attractive lady. Oh, I, I really don't want to hear that from I know. Me. I know. You're no. a pretty girl. But, but it's, it's true, though. Like, okay. Admittedly, on the websites, it, when they post pictures of people, it's true. whatever, they look like supermodels. Yes. And all gorgeous and whatever. Anorexic. Yes. But, but we all know that that's not reality. You are a very attractive person. You would be picked up very quickly at a club um, by single person, couple, anyone. You, you won't have an issue there. Fresh meat. Yes. Well, not just fresh meat, but attractive. No. But, but honestly, when you think about the people that are there, go to the grocery store and look around. The people that are at these clubs are normal people. You know, they're anywhere from ages are, you know, early 20s to mid 50s. You get people who have had children. Uh, the children are out of the home. I mean, it's, they're, 
I always feel range. that most commonly, that most common range is that seven-year itch people. The people that have been married for five to seven years, uh, they're starting yeah. to, they're starting to, let's spice up our life or something. Let's, I mean, very similar to what uh, you and, and uh, GT over there. Um, <laughs> it's like, no, right. I didn't think of him as gin and tonic. Fantastic. Ooh, even better. I was better. thinking GT cars. <laughs> I, was thinking the, I was thinking the vehicle. Um, he's getting his, <laughs> getting his, his engine he's, revved. He's getting a big head now. Um, and not that head. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you look at people, you know, these are folks that are, are normal people, that they're, they're soccer moms, they're, um, they're uh, you know, troop leaders, they're, they're normal g- guys and gals, um, they have cesarean section scars, they have, some of them have breast lifts, some of them have um, guts, some of them have, Cellulite, yeah, all that all wonderful stuff, sizes. you know, people who have had children and people who haven't, um, you you average is the word i'm going to use and that's not a bad word because average includes all you know the people who are gorgeous the the nines and tens and you know the ones and twos and you get everyone you do get a, a smattering of people from all along the spectrum different ages different shapes sizes everything is one everyone finds something different attractive mm-hmm. so it is nice to have that variety but also part of what makes people attractive at the clubs is their the comfort comfortness that they have in themselves confidence the, yes. the confidence the sexuality they exude you don't have to be a 9 or a 10 if you're comfortable with yourself and you're confident and you exude that that to other people and you show someone that that you're confident and that you feel like a sexual creature you know in whatever your skin is whatever shape size whatever your perceived flaws and what you find sexy about yourself you know that that's what people find attractive is that confidence yeah and you know you can be confident being naked at the club mm-hmm. you can be confident being completely clothed yeah wearing different lingerie or brown panties or whatever and when you're there now certain events they will say that you know this is what's happening um i know like the um uh uh What's the one in Sydney? Why am I having a brain fart? Here? Uh, uh, our secret spot. Yes, our secret spot. They'll sometimes have, you know, white parties. And so mm-hmm. they want everyone to wear white or whatever. And sometimes, you know, they'll have a dress down at, you know, say 10, 10, 30, whatever. Um, you know, a certain time that everybody's supposed to dress down. You know, and so check the rules before you go. and see Check the website. Going. See what their rules are. Some places do have at 10 p.m. everybody dressed down. Yeah. But go in and, st- you know, the, the I'm... I'm going to talk over her for a second um so go in and something you feel comfortable with you feel sexy in you go in you you meet people you talk to people if you feel comfortable enough to dress down into your lingerie or nudity absolutely do it if you don't don't the the one thing that all the clubs have as a rule is their first bylaw is no means no if somebody is harassing you and you've said no i'm not interested and they do it two or three times if they do it once you can go uh, and talk to somebody who's uh, at the club who works there mm-hmm. and those folks will be asked to leave they will be escorted out of the building it is all about safety we are and you know we're honest, we're a team in this yeah. community and if they're harassing you you're probably not the only one yeah but definitely Just go it's fun go, be sexy feel feel comfortable in your skin you know whatever you choose to wear or not wear or whatever mm-hmm. just just go do it and have fun yeah. And if, if all you want to do is watch and then come back, back and, and tell us in, yeah sit back and take in this the landscape and yeah. see what it's all about you don't have to participate you don't have to do anything 
Just go see how yeah. it is. Get comfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go, I would also say go with somebody that you're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Understanding that, you know, you and your partner play separately. So find somebody that you're okay with. Being another lady. It could even be a girlfriend, yeah. Or even be his girlfriend. I think with that sort of situation, I would be actually more comfortable going with the ginger. Really? Because it would feel safe for me. Well, yeah. and he, he, he Yeah. yeah. Well, he'd get picked up in a heartbeat as well, let I me tell know, you. Because he's pretty. <laughs> I don't like to admit that either, but he's pretty. Um, <laughs> no, no one can deny that. Yeah. No. All right, so we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. We're gonna ha- I can guarantee you we will have these two on again because we've, I feel like we've talked really good stuff. This is one of my favorite podcasts, actually, yeah, since I we've started. Um, and we've gone on and on. We're at an hour and 24. So if, when, you want to talk to us, uh, you can find us at www.bythebuy.com.au. That's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I.com.au. You can follow Mrs. Adam and I on Twitter, and please do. Um, we're pushing, we're almost to 200 followers, Yay. which is, it's tiny, but, yeah. you know, every little bit counts. Um, but we'd love to hear from you. Follow us. Um, we tweet out pictures occasionally. So um, we are at the Atoms of Love, A-T-O-M-S of Love. Um, or if you want to email us, we're always looking for questions of the week or questions of the podcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, we're running out of them. We're not terribly creative. Um, or if there's anything you want to know, any yeah, comments, I think t- I think tonight's question yeah. was actually a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely email us at um, theatomsoflove at gmail.com if you're interested in talking to our special guests tonight, which we want to send a big thank you out to the lady and the ginger tramp um do either one of you guys want to give out email addresses twitter feeds websites phone numbers social security numbers addresses yeah um send all your correspondence to po box no. <laughs> um, um we you, you can find us at uh ginger.tramp80 at gmail.com that's a good. E- that's a good email address. Nice. Ginger tramp. Ginger tramp. Ginger tramp. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, s- thanks for sticking with us. Uh, go to Max Black, buy some nice stuff, and tell them the Adams of Love sent you. <laughs> 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 uh, we we do love that store, and we're we're do a visit when we they, get back in town. They don't give us any money. They give us nothing. They do love that store. They really do. I mean, I, I didn't really know about Max Black at all until these guys told me about it. <laughs> and they took me. And, and took the lady. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we're due a visit there. But tell them that we sent you. Don't tell them anything other than the Adams of Love sent you. It's, it's going to be like a flash mob, I'm hoping. All right. So, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. And uh, yeah. thanks, and y'all. very big thank you to the lady in the ginger Yeah. Tramp. Love you guys. Mwah. 